Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the DVC Show. This week, we're going to talk about uh, doing a DVC vacation in the age of COVID. Coming up next. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week via Skype by my good friends from the DBC store, Mr. Jerry Saito. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Paul Krieger. Hey, everyone. And our producer, Mr. Corey Fiascanaro. Welcome home. (laughs) Welcome, folks. Uh, Just uh, the normal reminders. Um, If you are interested in purchasing a DVC contract, if you're interested in selling your DVC contract, maybe upgrading to something else, if you're interested in renting DVC points, give our friends over at the uh, DVC store a call. Sorry, I got distracted by my phone. Uh, 1-800-550-6493, or you can visit them online at dvcstore.com. So uh, now we've all uh, spent some time on property uh, since the resorts reopened. Um, but, uh, Paul just recently got back from what was, uh, I think you were gone for like 73 days, Paul. Um, I think it was <laughs> something close. like that. Yeah. 10, 10. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Um, and I, <laughs> so I thought it would be a good to talk about what the DVC experience has been like, um, in the age of COVID. Um, and so Paul, I'm going to start with you, uh, talking about, let's talk about some of the things that you noticed that were different. Sure. So uh, Amy and I, like like Pete said, we just got back from a, uh, a 10 night stay at Walt Disney World. Um, as typical for us, we jump around uh, split stays galore. We stayed at six different resorts in total. Oh, Lord. Um, so we had a we had an opportunity to uh, test the water. So is that that's everywhere. so we, we can classify that as like Disney ADHD? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, we, we never unpack the suitcase. We just. Uh, we just roll it out the door and into the next resort. So, um, so which resorts we, did you stay at? So we stayed at Copper Creek, Grand Floridian, Boardwalk, Old Key West, Riviera, and then Animal Kingdom Lodge, Jumbo House. Um, so I had two night stays at, at, at a lot of the resorts, um, and then one night stay at at two or three as well. Um, just just bouncing around to sort of try things out. Um, the, the first biggest takeaway is that uh, the staff and the cast members, uh, they, they're so happy to see everyone again. Um, they're so happy to be there, um, welcoming guests back. Um, big, big props to uh, Copper Creek, Grand Floridian, Riviera. I mean, every cast member we saw at those resorts said hello, asked us how we were, um, just very very caring about um, about the guests and uh, welcoming welcoming us back home. So we are very excited to see that. Um, when we first arrived, um, Disney, as many of us know already, is pushing the uh, contactless check-in experience. So you can go on the My Disney Experience app. You can fill out the information, uh, input your credit card information for Magic Band privileges and stuff like that, and then they'll they'll text message you and. And that was one of the first takeaways uh, that we had in terms of the differences now in in this uh, COVID world that we're in, is that 
even when you walk in the front door, as you approach the front desk, there are cast members there that are going to sort of stop and ask you um, what you're coming in for. Yeah, why are you um, here? <laughs> have, yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you done the online check-in experience? If so, why are you here? Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're really putting up uh, that, that barrier to uh, sort of cut down on the front desk traffic. Um and we had no problem with that. Actually, uh, it was a little bit different at, at Grand Floridian. They did actually welcome uh, when I when I came in. We had transferred over there from Copper Creek. It was early in the morning. I really didn't expect anything. We really were just there to check our bags and go to Magic Kingdom. But uh, those cast members actually invited us in the villains to sit down at the desk. They checked us in. They told us our room was ready already, and we were like, "Whoa, okay." Um, and so. Um, it, it's a little hit or miss between the resorts, but I think overall they're really trying to push that, uh, that contactless, um, feel to everything. Um, the next big thing was cleanliness, uh, has been great. Um, really didn't see any, any major issues. Did the, did the peat test along, along some frames here and there, there were some not five out of five stars, but, um, but overall, uh, the, the cleanliness is amazing. They're definitely going out of their way to make sure that the resorts um, get cleaned in between guests. Uh, an interesting observation that Amy and I made was that we were upgraded uh, from our deluxe studio. We did a deluxe studio for every single resort. And we were upgraded at two different resorts, Old Key West and Riviera, to a one-bedroom. And uh, as far as we're concerned, those were completely random. And one question that uh, I sort of throw out there to Disney at the moment is wondering whether or not they're sort of staggering guests in these rooms a little bit while they have the availability to do so <coughs> as maybe an extra uh, safety precaution. We've heard of some um, good neighbor resorts doing uh, a similar thing where basically if you come in, you stay, they're going to leave the, the room open for a day before they allow another guest to stay in that room. Disney's not come out and said that they're doing anything like that, but I wonder that in the resorts where they're not seeing um, uh, crazy booking numbers right now, if they're actually trying to do that. And that's why we're seeing, I mean, because people are re reporting left and right that uh, upgrades are occur occurring. So um, I kind of wondered about that in terms of the upgrades, because it, it is a little bit rare in the Disney Vacation Club world to, to get an upgrade, and, and we're hearing about it so often that I just wonder if it's maybe a housekeeping thing that is causing that. Well, I think it's, it's probably a, a, a housekeeping thing to one uh, on one side, but it's also the volume's not there. You know, a lot of people just are choosing not to travel regardless. I'm, I mean, I'm one of them, right? Um, I, I, so I, I think that's it. They, you know, the resort's still there. It's just not full of people anymore. So, um, you know, what you're finding is they probably like, you know, why not make, why not make a little magic? You know, there's a lot you've got to navigate now at the parks, uh, at Disney world because of COVID. Um, so that little bit of extra magic when they can do it goes a long way. So the next big thing that we noticed, uh, hand sanitizer stations galore. Um, we actually made a joke over on the uh, DVC fan group about this, and someone posted a link to the uh, the actual kiosk that we're seeing pop up in all the resorts and in all of the um, all of the parks right now. Those things are like. 300 350 a pop and i feel like every time i turn around um there was one so disney has made a huge investment 
in uh, making sure that uh, guests feel safe and that they have those hand sanitizer options as well. Um, This is just my own personal opinion, but I feel like they've made the hand sanitizer a little bit sticky as well, which makes you want to wash your hands more. Um, It's a weird observation, (laughs) but you know, you use it enough and it's just like you, yeah, it it was just, it was almost like a weird, like a slime kind of feeling, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, it, you wanted to wash it off your hands after you, had, <laughs> I mean, you go, you see them so often that it just becomes like second nature to go up to a hand sanitizer and just, yeah. you don't even know you're doing it by the time you've done it. And you're like, Oh no, I got to wash my hands again. So uh, I, I, it's um, either, it's either they, they're, they're trying to encourage you to wash your hands or they're just using cheap hand sanitizer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall we had, it was, it was an, it was a wonderful trip. And, um, I think that Disney's doing an excellent job across all their properties right now in doing what needs to be done to, um, make guests feel safe at, at no resort. Did I really feel uncomfortable? Um, there were, there were points on the vacation where we did, um, those typically were more at parks or more at Disney Springs. Um, but as a whole, the resorts feel very empty. Um, there were, uh, I think Copper Creek felt the busiest of all the resorts. And I think that has to do with the fact that they have Copper Creek and Boulder Ridge at that property and that they are, they're, they're extremely busy in, um, in the, in the front desk area. So that they're putting a lot of stress on all of the aspects of that resort as a whole. Now, Jerry, you also, uh, you stayed over at the Poly uh, recently. Yeah, so the Poly uh, had a great experience. Took my my five-year-old and one-year-old and wife uh, for a weekend stay. And I as well felt very safe. I mean, the way the Poly is spread out, you're not indoors per se, unless you're going into your, your villa or your room. But, uh, but there was good social distancing at the pool uh, when you were inside the main lobby area, um, or even even walking around the like the grounds, you know, you kept your mask on. We did a lot of pool, uh, relaxing and, uh, my son was playing on the slides and, uh, the social distancing at the pool was, was great. Like there was nobody on top of each other. Everybody had enough space. So I felt safe. I, uh, my wife and I, we walked over to the grand Floridian and, um, you know, grand Floridian was empty. There was nobody. I don't, I don't even think I saw a person aside from a cast member, but, uh, they also had the NBA wall, the blue wall. So anyway, it was, we got, we got a drink and we walked back afterwards and it was a great experience. I mean, for, for, I felt safe and that, I think I was a little bit hesitant because I didn't know, you know, bringing my children. And I know they say COVID's not as of, uh, dangerous for children, but I still, you know, as a parent concerned, but totally fine. Great experience and a uh, great little weekend vacation. Now, uh, talk to me about the, uh, about dining. Um, I stopped uh, the last time I ate at a uh, a Disney restaurant was about a month ago. Uh, was the Boathouse over at uh, Disney Springs? Was even more than a month ago, and they packed that restaurant like nothing was going on. And that's when I said, "Okay, I'm done. I'll, I'm going to wait <laughs> until stuff calms down because you know this I'm not doing. So I will not eat." Right now, if I go out to a restaurant, it's got to be outdoor seating. I will not eat in a restaurant where I have to eat indoors right now. With the COVID numbers where they are right now in Florida. Now, we are recording this on August 10th. 
Um, we are now starting to see, I'm looking at a graph now, uh, the number of new cases start to drop. So hopefully that continues. But so what have your experiences been, Paul? I'll start with you. What have your experiences been in the restaurants? What has that been like? Yeah, I think that, um, I think that what you've seen, especially at Disney Springs (laughs) is, um, uh, is exactly what it, what it is across property. Disney can only control so much. And so I think they're doing a very good job at the restaurants that they control, that they own and operate um, at social distancing. Um, All restaurants, similar to the check-in experience for the resorts, um, all the restaurants are doing an online check-in on your My Disney Experience app. So you go on there, you check in, you can even indicate whether or not you have any food allergies or anything right on the app. You check in, it'll send you a text message saying that you've checked in. And then once you receive a check message, text message that says um, your, your table is ready, that's when you approach the front desk and then you're escorted straight to your table. And I felt that it, uh, on the whole, all the, all the resort restaurants um, at the DVC resorts that we ate at um, did a very good job uh, with social distancing in terms of uh, of those properties. But I will agree with what you said about Disney Springs. I don't know if they don't feel like they have as much control because they, uh, I mean, some of those are leased properties. Um, if they if they're not able to control it as much in those areas, um, but uh, I we did feel uh, like you did. We ate at Boathouse, and it did feel like they were sort of packing people in there. Um, when we when we dined at Disney Springs, so, you, so you, we were up. I'm sorry, you you so you, you found you found that the Disney owned and operated restaurants were being responsible in terms of that, where maybe some of the third party ones, which is 99 percent of what's at uh, uh, Disney Springs, uh, maybe those weren't quite as responsible. I'll tell you what I saw at the Boathouse was a travesty, and I'll never eat there again. COVID or not, I'll never eat there again because that company showed me all they care about is how much money they can make. There was nothing safe about what they were doing. Nothing. I'll actually, I I, (laughs) I find it interesting that you mentioned the boathouse because I actually had a similar experience. Um, About two weeks after Disney Springs originally opened, the boathouse was actually the first restaurant that, that, that I visited, and it was really nice. Um, there was only about six other guests dying there at that time. But since I've recently, like about a month or month or month and a half ago, went back to the boathouse to dine. And as soon as I walked up to, you know, the social distancing line to like check in, I saw it was like packed. They even had people at the bar eating. And I was like, I wanted no part of that. So we well, I know that uh, when, I, when I was there, the bar was shut down. Yeah. Okay. So the bar was not, there was no seating at all at the bar. Um, but the entire restaurant, it was a Friday night. The entire restaurant was packed. Yeah. It was absolutely packed. Um, and that's like, I see stuff like that. And I'm uh, th- then again, you know what? I have the luxury of living here. I have the luxury of doing this for a living. I can wait, right? It's not a big deal for me. I can wait. Uh, but for those people who are choosing to do their vacations now, which I certainly don't criticize them for that. Um, if you've made that choice and you feel that's good for you. Awesome. For me, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I will also say, uh, like Paul was mentioning, I've eaten at a number of the restaurants at DVC resorts. I haven't stayed at any of the resorts, but I've been to most of them. 
uh, during this time. And all of my dining experiences have been great. Uh, I feel like the way that they're staggering people into the restaurants at the resort specifically are done so in such a way that there's such a limited amount of people dining at any given time um, that it's it's very laid back and the the social distancing measures are are fantastic. Uh, waiters are all wearing masks, um, and then the, the food's also been been amazing. Now I do want to touch on uh, quick service a little bit as well. Uh, and kind of give, give people a little bit of a, a tip and recommendation. Um, right now, a lot of quick service locations are mobile order only. And the ones that are not, they're still trying to heavily suggest that you mobile order. Uh, and when you walk up to these quick service locations, they'll all have that little poster up with the uh, QR code that you can scan. Now, what I've found in my experience so far is not only does that little QR code that you scan doesn't always work, but sometimes um, if there are other people trying to go to the same restaurant you are at that time can create a bottleneck. So what I would recommend, have the My Disney Experience app already downloaded to your phone. And when you know, say you want to eat at um, Captain Cook's, talk to your party, figure out what you want to eat before you walk up to the entrance and place your order there on the app don't rely on scanning the qr code once you finally get there to do that because it it, there's been a few instances that i've been in where that felt a little bottlenecky and a little hectic trying to scan right there at the door um as far as table service and the parks are concerned i have eaten at jungle skipper and that's the only table service that i've eaten at the parks uh but that was really great too um I think I got it on a good day, though, because I didn't even have a reservation. I just walked up and they were able to take me. But that felt really good. I was in the main dining area and there was only about four other parties there. And of course, there's other dining rooms I didn't check out. I didn't walk through like I normally would and and explore because of the circumstances. But um, but yeah, Jungle Skipper was great and was able to walk right on in. So, you know, as long as we're, uh, you know, as long as we're for me. As long as we're experiencing five, six, seven thousand new cases a day in Florida, that's Florida as a whole. That's not Orange County necessarily, but uh, as long as we're experiencing that kind of volume, um, I'm I'm just you know I got a nice house. I was going to say that. So when I did the Polynesian stay, we uh, we avoided going to a sit down restaurant. Ohana's was closed. Kona was open. And we walked past Kona and it was very well social distance. Tables were very well spread apart. But I'm just, I'm like you, Pete. I did not want to take a chance. Uh, you know, my mother, I don't want to get her sick. I don't want my children to get sick. I don't want anyone to get sick. So I just, we skipped it. But uh, Disney did a great job of keeping the social distancing at that, what I could see inside Kona. But uh, we did the mobile orders at Captain Cook's and that, that worked out great. Like we were, we're sitting outside. We, we actually used our phone, made our orders through our phone. Uh, they uh, text alerted us when the we paid through our phone, and then when it was ready, they sent us a text message. I walked right in, picked it up, walked right out. You couldn't get uh, your own drinks. You, they had somebody who was serving you a, a drink, so you couldn't touch the vending machines. Um, so anyway, it, that worked out well and uh, had no issues at all. And again, that Kona did a great job of social distancing tables. They were very well spread apart. And you know, Paul, let me ask you about inside the theme parks. Uh, in your experience, people wearing their masks, people generally speaking, social distancing, or was it hit or miss? Um, it, 
hit or miss to a degree. I think that overall, I would say that probably 95% of people are doing it the way they should. Um, we saw a lot of noses here and there of people not knowing how to necessarily wear their mask properly um, and letting their nose sneak out. But we, we, we saw multiple examples where cast members were actually correcting that, which I thought was quite profound. You know, we've, we've said before, um, Disney needs to step up and make sure that these um, measures are done properly and seeing some cast members actually go up to go up to people and say, Hey, please pull your mask up over your nose. Um, I mean, that was, that, that made us feel good as we walked through the parks. Um, getting back to the, the restaurants just real quick. We were there when they actually implemented, um, the new policy where, uh, resort restaurants, uh, you had to do a temperature screening at, um, if I had to knock Disney on anything, it's the inconsistency in the temperature screening methods. I don't understand why they're not screening guests into the resorts themselves. Um, we saw Universal do something like that when they originally opened. I think you got screened once a day. You got a, uh, a wristband that indicated you were screened. Um, and then you could go on your way. Um, there's no temperature screening when you actually go into uh, the resorts uh, themselves. There are when you go into the parks and, and the same with Disney Springs, and those are being done by, I believe it's Advent Health that's actually administering those. Um, but the resort restaurant dining, um, dining temperature checks, I feel like they're being done by a random cast member. And I only bring this up because we went to Sanaa one night and I clocked in 86 and if you start to do some research on an 86, I should be in hypothermia, I think. Yeah. Um, and they didn't even question. Well, it let's was just like 86. You're good. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, screen, screening for your temperature is basically just theater. Um, the issue is asymptomatic people that have COVID. That's the problem. People who are not, you know, exhibiting sim- symptoms. They say the largest amount of spread is coming from those people. Cause a lot of people, if they start feeling off are staying home. Right. It's the people who feel just fine, but are asymptomatic. So, you know, checking for a temperature, I don't know how that, how, how, how. And I know I got a little bit off base there with your question. Um, the one place that Disney could do better in the theme parks right now, ride exits, they do an amazing job through the queue line up to the point that you sit down on the ride. Um, the, the, the on-ride social distancing is amazing right now. When you exit a ride, um, and specifically what stood out for me was Soren, um, everyone just beelines for the same three doors. So it's not I, – I have trouble knocking Disney on that one um, because there are reminders – constantly please social distance this left and right uh, it, but uh, just people aren't thinking of that when they're exiting a ride everyone's just mass exodus at the same time and that is when you get into those crowding environments and those those situations where i would say if anywhere we we didn't feel the safest so let me I ask would, let I me ask Epcot and uh, uh-huh. walked out or sorry, walked into a gift shop and I feel like inside the gift shops, it's a little bit dangerous if you want to call it that just in terms of the amount of people. Now there was somebody outside 
like trying to uh, number the, the amount of guests that go into the, the gift shop. But there was way too many people. They And nobody was social distancing. I took one step in and said, nope, I'm out. So they probably couldn't. Mike might have caught it on a bad hour, minute, whatever. But that experience was – that needed some improvement too. Now, Paul, um, you're the one person he, uh, here that um, – did an actual vacation, right? You came from out of state. You had to fly down, go to the resort. Um, I want you to tell me, like, in comparison to what's you know a normal a normal trip, would you do this again? Personally, I would for the experience. Um, you know, it, it, on the whole, I I, I hope. I hope I'm not jinxing myself in saying this, but it was a once in a lifetime trip. I mean, wait times are amazing. Most restaurants are wonderful. Um, we had no issues traveling down. We rented a car, which will probably, that was our worst mistake because it's probably how we're going to travel, uh, all the time down there now when we come down. Um, but, um, we're, we're already scheduled uh, to come back in December and uh, we have no issues with any of the mandates. We didn't have any issue uh, wearing our masks throughout the parks, um, even on some rather hot days, you know, you, you d- duck in and out of some AC um, and uh, overall it felt great. The problem I have is um, if, if, a family member or a friend were to ask me at this point in time, um, about scheduling uh, a Walt Disney world vacation for later this year. Um, I would have trouble saying like, yes, spend the money. Um, it's difficult at this time to say that it's fully worth going down there. Um, when you know that the experience is not a hundred percent and you know that they're going to spend just as much money, um, on, on the experience as a whole. So if they're going into it with those things in mind and they're okay with that, then by all means, go. You're going to have an amazing time. You're going to ride everything that you want to ride. You're going to get into all the restaurants you want to go to. You basically stay at whatever resort you want. Um, but um, if it's like that once every five-year trip or if it's your family's first time going to Walt Disney World, I don't know. That, it's, it, that's hard. Uh, that's really hard. But you had a good time. Amazing. Wish I was still there. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Paul, for that. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Fiasco. And thank you for joining us. That's going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will see you again next week with another edition of the DVC Show.